UFOs or UAPs are all over the news lately. And of course, everyone wants to think about life out there beyond our home planet. And it's like the conversations, even among scientific organizations like NASA, has shifted from whether there's life anywhere in the universe to how to find it. And some people are even saying that connecting with beings from other worlds might not just be a matter of figuring out how to physically travel through space, but also how to adjust our minds to be able to recognize and communicate with extraterrestrial life. We have to consider that we'll encounter beings who operate and think very differently from us. And while we can't tell you what's going on with the recent UFO sightings or research, but we can share some of the story of an 18th century astral traveler who explored deep space and met people from other planets. Who was he and how did he do it? Emanuel Swedenborg had mastered all of the sciences of his day. And then in his mid fifties, he had a spiritual awakening, which put him in touch with the spiritual world. And he had all of these explorations in spirit, meeting people in the afterlife, traveling all over the spiritual world, learning how reality itself works, and then writing it all down. And some of his trips involved traveling in spirit through the universe and meeting beings from other planets. But in order for this to happen, Swedenborg had to learn and apply particular principles. Principle number one, a strong desire to learn about life on other planets. Swedenborg wrote in his book, Other Planets, because I have had a longing to know whether there are other worlds, what they are like and what their inhabitants are like, the Lord has granted me opportunities to talk and interact with spirits and angels from other planets. Principle number two, opening his heart and mind to God. Swedenborg did a ton of work to recognize and reject selfishness and negativity in his thoughts and feelings that would have blocked his higher levels and his connection to God's love and wisdom. And doing this spiritual growth work opened up vast access to spiritual knowledge and experiences in a way that was safe and compassionate and effective. Here's what Swedenborg had to say about it. communicate with spirits and angels as spirits ourselves is allowed us only if our character is such that we can be in angelic company with respect to our faith and love. And we cannot be in that company unless our faith and love are focused on the Lord. Principle number three, withdrawing his thinking from physical matter and time and space. It's basically impossible for us to grasp the idea of travel without moving through space unless we think from our spirit instead of our body. Because when we're thinking spiritually, we're not thinking about space and time, we're thinking about the realities underneath them. Principle number four, understanding how spiritual travel works. When we're traveling spiritually, our body doesn't move at all but the spirit inside of us is taken through changes of states of being that seem to our consciousness like movement through space. And our spirit can approach other spirits by having a harmony 
or similarity in states of life. Because spiritually, harmony and similarity bring people together and discord and dissimilarity literally drive them apart. So our spirit can be transported and brought to distant places while we remain in the same space, but only God actually has the power to lead our spirit outside its usual sphere through changes of our inner states. For more about that, see our show, How to Travel in the Afterlife. Swedenborg learned that the spirits of people who lived on a particular planet, they're actually in the afterlife having a life, but they steer, stay near that planet of origin to help the people that are living there still. So for Swedenborg to be able to visit other planets, he had to go through a series of steps. He had to allow his mind to be shifted, which led toward being led toward the mind of extraterrestrial people, which led toward astral travel toward a planet, which led toward encounters with spirits from that planet. Then, whether he would actually be able to approach ET spirits and learn about them would depend on principle number five, awareness of auras and how they interact. An aura is an extension of our state of mind that has real substance and real effect in the spiritual world. There are spiritual auras around every individual spirit and also around all communities of spirits. And since these auras radiate from the life of their feelings and associated thoughts, wherever there are contrary feelings, there is a collision and therefore anxiety. NASA has images representing the heliosphere at the edge of our solar system, and Swedenborg seems to have encountered the spiritual equivalent of that. Here is the first of three real stories of astral travel. At the outer limit of our solar system, the first thing I saw was a dense yet shining cloud, and beyond that there was fiery smoke rising out of a huge abyss. This was a vast chasm separating this side of our solar system from some extrasolar planets. I was taken across the middle of it, and in the abyss or chasm below me, I saw many people, meaning spirits. One of them said to me that they were guards to prevent anyone from crossing from our solar system to another one without permission. When some of the spirits in our company who lacked permission to cross over came to that great abyss, they began screaming that they were dying. They looked like people in the grip of death. So they stayed on their side of the chasm and could not be taken across. After being taken across that vast abyss, I finally reached a place where I could stop for a while. Dramatic. You can learn more about that story in our episode, The Spirituality of aliens. The reason that those other spirits couldn't cross was that their minds and their auras weren't prepared like Swedenborg's were. And Swedenborg described the process of his preparation taking many hours and sometimes even a couple of days when he was going to meet people beyond the solar system. And this made it seem to him like he was traveling through space for hours, but he knew that it meant it was taking that long for God to shift his mind into a compatible state. Now, story number two. Some spirits appeared at a distance, but were reluctant to come closer. These spirits absolutely refused to think about their bodies or even about anything physical or material. 
unlike spirits from our planet. The spirits from our planet told me that they too did not dare approach these others because when they tried, they were not only seized with anxiety, but even appeared to be bound hand and foot by serpents and were unable to be rid of the serpents unless they retreated. In the other life, the outer senses are represented by serpents. Since that's the nature of the spirits from that planet, in the eyes of other spirits, they do not appear in a clearly defined human form the way others do. Instead, they look more like clouds. And notice how the very different perspectives had to be carefully navigated in order for them to have this conversation. And also, notice the appearance of imagery that was communicating things about the people involved. So tangible representative imagery plays a big role in the spiritual world. We talk about that in our episode, Advanced Technology Originates in Heaven. Now, for our final story. On another occasion, I was taken to a different planet in the universe outside our solar system. Accompanying me were many spirits and angels from our planet. During our journey, it was granted to me to observe how vast the Lord's heaven for angels and spirits is. From the areas that are not inhabited, I could tell that heaven is so vast that if there were millions of planets, each of which had as many people as there are on ours, to eternity there would still be enough room for everyone to live in and it would never be filled. When some angelic spirits from that planet came into view, they addressed us. They were afraid that we might be more of the kind of people who disturbed them about God, faith, and the like. It was because of people like this that they had retreated to the region of their planet that they were now in, to avoid such people in any way that they could. It's not that these spirits didn't believe in God or have spiritual beliefs. It's just that they had had bad experiences encountering spirits from our earth who tried to proselytize or tried to convince them that God was somehow three gods, but also one God, and they didn't like that. So Swedenborg talked with them enough to reassure them that his intentions were good and that he was devoted to just seeking the truth. So they allowed him to talk with them. You can read more about all these encounters in other planets, or again, check out our episode, The Spirituality of Aliens, for more info about what Swedenborg learned about people on some other planets. So if we're gonna start to talk to people from other planets someday, it seems we have to realize that there will be a real need to understand what mental focuses might cause friction and that we'll need to make an effort to find common ground and understanding. And believe it or not, even with aliens, it's all about love. The more we're willing to open to God's love for everyone, the more we're willing to look for the good in others, find the common ground and respect other perspectives, the more kinds of people we'll be able to meet and interact with in this life and in the afterlife. And we can get started with that right here on earth with our own kind.